The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Here we sit. Bills are the number one seed in the AFC, looking to hold off the Cincinnati Bengals. The Kansas City Chiefs heading to the playoffs with a little bit of work ahead of them. Again, controlling their own destiny, looking to be that one seed heading into the playoffs. Just a friendly reminder, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings brought to you by our friends at homage.com. Hopefully you guys stocked up on some great Buffalo Bills gear courtesy of everyone at Homage over the holiday season. And of course, I hope everyone had a great holiday season. For everyone in the Buffalo, New York and Western New York area, of course, I hope that everyone is safe and sound and able to to just kind of be okay as it relates to the storm and everything that is taking place. Um, Obviously, seeing the, the coverage on the news and seeing many of the stories. And to you and yours, we just hope that everyone is doing okay, not just this holiday season, but throughout everything that has been taking place with this storm. Um, no real easy transition there, right, to, to start talking about football, but going to, to try and do it just the best. A couple of things to talk about on today's show. And, you know, honestly, with this, uh, again, you, the game has already been recapped. So much of that has taken place. I mean, there's there's just a couple of pieces that I wanted to touch base on with each of you today. And really, that first ties around Josh Allen. And I think a lot of times when we think about how the Bills do, how they perform, how the fan base reacts, traditionally is tied to how Josh Allen performs, right? And you understand that. The face of the franchise, your you know MVP candidate quarterback, everything that he brings to the team, to the city, Josh Allen is that guy. And we're certainly here for it. But sometimes when there's a little bit of a, let's just call it a a less than stellar performance that comes from the quarterback, the fan base gets a little bit antsy. And and sometimes I think we we kind of forget, right? We can look back to some of these seasons and think to ourselves that, you know, Josh Allen does these great things all the time, but he does have some rough games here and there. And I think, uh, you know, again, there's a little bit of a recency bias when we we think to our quarterback and certain things that have taken place. But I look no further than the 2021 season to how he performed down the stretch, right? And you look at his stretch of games from week 13 through week 18. This was nothing to write home about. 
for Josh Allen, right? Of course, week 13 was that loss to the New England Patriots, horrible weather game, which we've certainly seen enough of those this season, where he completed 15 of 30 passes, 50% for 145 yards and one touchdown. Now, the following week, a bit of a bounce back, right, and a bit of a turning point for the season. The Bills lose 33-27 to to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He completes 36 of 54 passes, but 54 pass attempts for only 308 yards. Something of note, right, under six yards per attempt. But then you just kind of look at this stretch, right? So it's like, okay, week 15, 19 out of 34 against the Carolina Panthers, a 31-14 to win completing 56% of his passes for 210 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. The one game that I would call a positive, Week 16 at New England, 33-21. to Yes, 30 out of 47, 314 yards, three touchdowns, a fantastic game from Allen. Thinking to yourself, okay, now things, you know, have, the ship has been righted at this point. But then you go to week, week 16, bad weather game in Buffalo against the Atlanta Falcons. Completed 11 of 26 passes, 42% for 120 yards through three interceptions, no touchdowns. And then in week 17, or week 18, sorry about that, 24 out of 45, completing 53% of his passes for 239 yards. Yes, for two touchdowns, but a subpar completion percentage, not a pretty day, 5.3 yards per attempt. Again, the weather kind of playing in there. So I say all this because sometimes I feel like there's this overreaction if there's a subpar game that comes from Josh Allen, right? And even after the Miami game where people felt like, okay, offense is back on track. That's the quarterback I know and love. Then you see a you know a so-so game against the Chicago Bears. But I think when you think back to last season and you just look at some of this, and that doesn't even take into account the Week 11 game, against Indianapolis, which I didn't even mention, right? 21 of 35 for 60 yards, 209 yards, two interceptions, two touchdowns. You know, there were a bunch of these games where the average yards per attempt were very low. You just didn't see a a whole lot of just positivity coming out of the passing game for the Bills. And then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs, right? And Allen is 21 out of 25 for 308 yards against the Patriots, absolutely pasting them. And of course, who can forget 27 of 37, 329 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't want to make it sound like there's just this switch that gets flipped at some point for the quarterback. And then all of a sudden the Bills passing game is is just phenomenal. But people are waxing poetic about Brian Dable. You know, Ken Dorsey, he's not this. He doesn't know this. He's a first timer, blah, blah, blah. All these pieces. But you can look back to just one year ago, and the Bills' offense was in a similar type of scenario. So maybe it's not Ken Dorsey. Maybe it's not that Brian Dable was everything. Maybe it's not that defenses have figured out Josh Allen. Maybe just sometimes there's this stretch of games where you're just not as up to par as you would like to be. And of course, as fans, we want to see the team play great each and every week. Of course we do. It's fantastic. That's what makes it fun. Right When Josh Allen is playing well, the Buffalo Bills are a much more fun football team to watch. But I look at that stretch of games to finish things last year. And heck, even at that point, right? I mean, the Bills finished the season 11-6. and six. They had to win their last four games 
to go from seven and six to 11 and six, winning the AFC East in the last week of the season in week 18. And then again, but, you know, people would say, oh, in the playoffs, my gosh, the Buffalo Bills were the best team in football. People saying they would have won the Super Bowl if they had beaten the Chiefs, all these different things. They had to win their last four games of the season just to finish at 11 and six. So you just go through with all of this. And I just think sometimes it's just that part where it's like, relax, take a deep breath. You can look back at things and you can see what the team has done, what they've accomplished. And realize that not every game is going to be beautiful or look pretty. And 2021 was certainly at that point. The Bills offense had everything going during the playoffs. And that came with them, at least from a passing game standpoint, after those, you know, four or five of those last six or seven weeks of the season in 2021, where the passing game was not on point. It still looked like the team had things to figure out. And you weren't exactly sure how good they would look in the playoffs. So as we go forward with this, as long as 17 is back there, Stefan Diggs doing his thing. Granted, I'd like to see him be targeted a bit more. I'm excited about what we've seen from the running game so far. I mean, Devin Singletary, that doesn't come as too much of a surprise, right? Late in the season last year, he was really a guy that helped carry the team down the stretch to do some great things heading into the playoffs, especially when the passing game wasn't working. But now you see this with James Cook and you think to yourself, like, man, here we go right? Second round draft pick, some questions early on, an inauspicious start to the season. Now he gets going. There's reasons to be optimistic. Yeah, I'd love to see the Bills have home field advantage. I'd love to see them beat the Bengals this coming week and beat the Patriots to finish the season. But if that doesn't happen, I still look at this Bills team and I think to myself, they can beat anyone, anywhere, at any time. And I'm not going to overreact to everything that's taking place with the quarterback right now. So I thought that was uh, some context that I wanted to provide for each of you. I know it's, uh, you know, kind of there's ebbs and flows, right? We talk about Josh Allen. He's in the MVP race. He's not in the MVP race. He's back in it. He's out of it. It, it, That's really not something that is concerning to me, right? When Joe Miller was on his show the other night, was catching the, uh, the vidcast of the overreaction sports show. And Joe was saying, like, It's about winning a Super Bowl. Nobody cares about winning the MVP. Like, yeah, if he wins the MVP after winning a Super Bowl, that's fine. You want to win the Super Bowl MVP? That's fantastic. But that's just not something that I think should be important to Bills fans right now. It's fun to talk about on the radio or a podcast or on social media. But as we go forward with this, you know, the the Super Bowl is really all that matters. So I think as people look to some of those other things, it's just uh, we relax for a second And then we realize, like, okay, you know, on the way to the playoffs, AFC East, three years in a row, you know, just even saying that, think to yourself, for all of us that have been through the drought and different pieces, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, this team, Jordan Poyer, three years in a row, AFC East champions. That's a pretty cool position to be in for this team. And you think about the Buffalo Bills and where they have come from. So sometimes I realize folks want to hit the panic button a little bit. They can look at things and say, man, it's not going as well as we'd like it to be. But the Buffalo Bills in this situation, winning the AFC East again, again, finalizing things down the stretch to see where they end up with the playoff seating. But uh, Josh Allen, again, that is quarterback one for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm glad that he's on our team and looking forward to seeing what he can do down the stretch. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. When we come back, 
our paying homage segment to underrated defensive ends on the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk about them. Hang tight. We'll be right back after this. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back. It's Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. I'm your host, Anthony Marino. Happy to be here with you once again. Our paying homage segment coming to you this week from our friends at homage.com. All the information on how you can get the softest Buffalo Bills tees in the game included in the show notes. And for me this week, it's really two guys that that stand out and kind of underrated as defensive ends. I know uh, the loss of Von Miller for the season certainly been painful for the team. But when you think of the defense, their performance against the Bears, what they continue to do, two guys really stand out to me. And uh, and I say they stand out. One really did. And then the other I kind of was reminded. And, and when I thought, man, like a little bit underrated here and maybe deserves a little bit of recognition. So that first is A.J. Epinesa. Six and a half sacks on the season. And when I heard that the other day, I was thinking to myself, like, man, that might be the quietest six and a half sacks for any player, right? You think back to years in the past, that's something that, you know, maybe Jerry Hughes or Mario Addison, even A.J. Klein with a good season before, like guys that led the team in sacks for a season. And you've got A.J. Epinesa, in essence, kind of like your fourth defensive end, maybe your third, with six and a half sacks through week 16, two more games to go delivering in some big spots. Because when you look at his snap counts, right, it's not like he's playing over 50% of snaps per game. That's not happening with him. So the second round pick, he has certainly uh, garnered some scrutiny in the past from myself and from some others, and I understand that piece. But to see him become you know, more reliable in those pass rushing situations, still showing some area for improvement against the run, and you know that's that's one thing. But to have six and a half sacks, I know some people think, it's a little bit of an overrated statistic, but if he can continue to get those hurries, can continue to get those quarterback hits, and continue to get home for some of those sacks, that is someone we certainly deserve to pay homage to this week. Um, next to that, it's Shaq Lawson. And, you know, Shaq Lawson was one of those guys, if you look back, I wanted the Bills to re-sign him at the end of his rookie contract, but understood that the money was just too high when he signed in free agency with the Dolphins. Then he bounces around a little bit, comes back on a one-year deal, relatively low one-year deal with the Bills this season. And when it comes to playing against the run, being a spark, providing pressure on the quarterback, Shaq Lawson might be one of the greatest bargains in the NFL this year. And you look at his play, he continues to bring that spark, leadership to the defensive end group, that veteran presence right now, right again with Von Miller out, you can look to him and say, here is a guy, you know, that these more inexperienced players can look up to. He's seen a lot. He's been in the playoffs before. Uh, I am excited that Shaq Lawson is with the Buffalo Bills and he deserves some credit as well. Not that we're getting into free agency just yet. We'll have time for that when we get to the offseason. But that is a guy um, I would certainly hope is able to re-sign with the Bills. I'll be curious to see what kind of uh, attention and contract he demands. But with this, I'm just uh, I'm excited for this week's paying homage segment. AJ Epinesa and Shaq Lawson, two guys, very deserving to say the least. So listen, I'm going to wrap things up for now. It's always great to catch up with Buffalo Bills fans. I appreciate you uh, being a part of the show, subscribing and listening each week, not just to this show, but to all the shows 
we have at buffalorumblings.com. And like I said, to all of those out there in the storm, please be safe. Please be smart. Take care. And as always, go Bills.